Hello, and welcome to the 3H2Humans radio show. Each episode, Leonardo and Mustachio explore conscious communication, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? Sit back, stand up, drive, or jog. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings. Today is Tuesday, March 13th, 2018. Today has been a rainy day in Roseville. A little bit of a storm is passing through and it was pretty neat. Every now and then there would be a downpour. I could hear the rain hit the ground, the little tent outside, the windows, and there were little balls of hail. It was neat to be distracted by the environment. The sound of the rain encouraged me to stop what I was doing and look out the window and truly be within the present moment. I do enjoy a stormy day. Another fun part about stormy days are rainbows. Mustachio and I are both big fans of rainbows. What a beautiful display of art from Mother Nature. That's another weather occurrence where I'll often stop what I'm doing and gaze at the rainbow. Today's episode is Season 3, Episode 7, Brian Chats About Friendship. The listener challenge for today is number 39, Room Optimization. We have a Thought Seed business, Mimosa House, and Thought Seed artist, Fishball. To follow this introduction is the recording from February 24th, 2018, here at the 3H2 headquarters. A dear friend of the show, Brian was kind enough to visit and take us out to lunch and sit down for a little bit of a mystery mind seed poster game. (laughs) We love to turn life into a game. That's when fun happens, when life feels like a game where there's laughter and joy, surprise, critical thought, All of these things come together and are known as a game. The recording, Brian opens a mystery mind seed poster pack on air, included these three posters. Number one, graduation with its three H2 humans quote, identify the footprints of man. The second poster, aim high, Discover the Army of Infinite Possibility. And number three, Sequence of Riddles. Existence is a sequence of riddles, mounting in complexity after each is solved. Next are three show notes. 
then announcements, and then the clip with Brian. The Thoughtseed Business Mimosa House here in Roseville, California. Healthy vegan and vegetarian breakfasts. Breakfastize. <laughs> with a dozen or so fun and tasty mimosas. Brian, Brian, and I went down to the mimosa house while Brian was visiting. And it was the first time we'd been there. It's in the same parking lot as the Nugget grocery store. And Brian and I have passed by and seen people waiting outside. It appeared to be a popular breakfast place. And Brian and I tend to go to more divey breakfast places, the mon pa type of places. And that was back in Spokane. So now we are in a different city and we wanted to change things up a little bit, show our dear friend a fun adventure, a little bit of local culture, and we had a great time. We do plan to go back there. I was pleased to order a vegan breakfast burrito. That was awesome. I've been turned off by eggs and dairy. I've been leaning more towards a vegan diet lately. And this all happened <laughs> after eating at the Satellite Diner in Spokane. And there was a piece of bacon all mixed in with my food. Granted, it's busy back in the kitchen and Sometimes food gets mixed up in places, but uh, I've been avoiding breakfast ever since. <laughs> I was traumatized. <laughs> and now I'm getting back to going out to eat for breakfast and ordering a vegan burrito at Mimosa House was a wise choice. In the upcoming recording, Brian and I talk a little bit about the mimosas we drank and our overall experience. So check it out, Mimosa House in Roseville. I do recommend a visit in off hours. Their waiting area is quite small and the place is popular during peak times of the weekends from is it like nine to one when breakfast places tend to really be crowded? Uh, if possible, go in the off time and there will likely be less of a wait. Okay, next we have Thoughtseed artist Fishball is the artist. And it is for my giant nerd boyfriend comic strip. Uniquely gritty, relatable life and relationship humor about everyday occurrences. I don't quite recall how it is that I came across a fishball comic. I do remember I was laying in bed. It was one of those mornings where I was just surfing around Instagram looking at stuff. <laughs> I don't have an Instagram account, but every now and then I like to look at thought leaders, pop icons, people 
within the public eye that I'm interested in. And I think one of them posted a fishball comic. And it was hilarious. I was blown away at how uniquely gritty it was. That's the best way I can describe it, where the content was relatable. It's, um, and it's strange that those go together, uniquely gritty and relatable. For those who know me, that probably seems to fit quite well. <laughs> the comic is centered around a female and male couple where the male is approximately a foot or so taller than the female. So he's the giant nerd. He's just this giant guy. And it's so funny. The, the little things in their relationship are very similar to my relationship with Brian. He's pretty tall. He's 6'4". And he does a lot of the weird little things that are in the comics. And I was surprised. <laughs> For the most part, I don't relate to relationship humor that's in mass media, that's on sitcoms and those other places. This comic strip, My Giant Nerd Boyfriend, feels very authentic. I was able to lose myself for a little while in Fishball's comic strip. So thank you, Fishball. This comic is awesome and it was a couple months ago, late 2017, that I first came across a Fishball comic. And I'm excited to see how this thing, this creation, this piece of artistry evolves. Mustachio and I have spoken before about how artistry, critical thinking, knowledge, learning, these things act as organic beings. They change and move and evolve and adapt to the environment. I'm excited to see how Fishball learns and grows and grittifies, gets all gritty <laughs> over the next few years. Three little tidbits about the upcoming recording with Brian. Number one, thoughts about career change after years of stable employment. We talk about his shift. He's been with the same automotive company for 10 years or so, somewhere around then. I remember bringing him lunch and checking out the shop and visiting. Now he is changing and moving to a different style of work. And I'm very excited for him. He's very excited. Change can be a challenge and also fun at the same time. Number two, joy felt from watching kids learn and grow through positive examples. Brian talks a little bit about how much he enjoys watching his friends' kids grow and kids within his family. Even though he doesn't have any, he feels a sense of a caregiver role. And that's important within tribes for individuals to view the children as tribal children 
and each child deserves the best opportunity possible. And Brian likes to contribute to that. And he's done the same thing with 3H2 humans. This thing is kind of like my child. And he listens to episodes, plays the little games, comes and visits. He does for me with 3H2 what he does with his other friends and their children. And to me, that's friendship. That's something real. Being able to recognize that someone's creative or business venture is similar to a child. Nearly as much time and energy and expense gets put into a business and some creative ventures as children. And with changing generations, some people prefer not to have children and to run a business or create a nonprofit or a beautiful piece of art. There is infinite possibility and Brian gets that. That's one of the reasons why he's so awesome. <laughs> and number three, friendship is amplified over time through an exchange of pink zone moments. This statement is very similar to what I was speaking about a moment ago, that present moment awareness to recognize something is important to someone else and then nurturing whatever that importance is, that's friendship. And it's amplified through pink zone connections. And when I say pink zone connections, that's a connection based off of a mutual understanding that whether or not Brian agrees with me, I can speak my mind and he'll play along and have fun and remain on the positive side of life. That's Pink Zone. The listener challenge number 39, room optimization. For this week, focus on a single room or area to optimize. Spend time each day to first gather like items, group items into categories such as outdoor, closet, and stay in room. If handy, use bins to separate categories. Next, second, sort the categories into three sections, garbage, keep, and donate. Be proactive and have boxes, garbage bags, and other tools to promote success. Then, third, optimize placement. Create an optimized place for each item based on current use. Place frequently used items at arm level and low priority items up high. Be a 3H2 human and optimize a room today. All right, this listener challenge number 39, room optimization. Over the last week, I have offered diligent attention towards room optimization. Last week, I focused on the garage. I spent about four hours working in a clockwise direction 
following these steps within the listener challenge. I gathered like items, I sorted the contents into sections, and then optimized their placement wherever that may be. When I compare four hours of binge watching Rick and Morty and four hours of cleaning the garage, I like to have balance between those two. So it was nice to put some Skrilla in the bank of productivity. So the next time I binge watch a TV show, I feel a little bit better that a room has been optimized. And now it is awesome. The garage is optimized. The floor has been swept, like items were placed together. A garbage pile has been set up. When comparing a picture of the garage before and a picture of the garage after, they look like completely different rooms. And it only took four hours, not that long. So now each time I come and go from the garage, I have a sense of accomplishment. It's positive environmental stimuli. It energizes me to be in an organized, well-kept environment. And that's what this week's listener challenge is about. Spend this week to optimize a room. Pick a room, whichever one that may be, and spend at least 15 minutes a day each day and two hours on days off. So if someone works a five days on, two days off schedule, at least 15 minutes a day on the five work days, and then two hours a day on the off days. And after the week is done, it's amazing. The transformative effect. A little bit of diligence adds up each day. And Brian, when you listen to this, <laughs> shoot me a text. I owe you a room optimization. One of my special gifts is helping people with room optimization, cleaning things out and staging. That's really what this is, is staging. I'm, I'm a good stager. <laughs> I've been doing this for a lot of years and the main variable I've found as the reason why people don't do it is time, is allowing the time for it. So Brian, next time I'm in town, which is this weekend, I'll be in San Jose for my grandmother Yoda in the family. We've called this particular grandmother Yoda for as long as I can remember. That's what I've been calling her is Yoda. And as an adult, I understand there's something strange about that. <laughs> that I thought was so normal as a, as a child. I thought each child had a grandparent named after a character in Star Wars. <laughs> but anywho, Brian, I will be in town for Yoda's birthday and I would also like to help you with room optimization. So instead of just chatting and hanging out, we can be productive and chat and hang out. Multitask. Tasks such as room optimization benefit with that tribal aspect. 
I spoke a few moments ago about a tribal aspect with children. Cultures also benefit with a tribal aspect among adults, where adults help each other with room optimization, building a fence, transporting a vehicle, whatever it may be, a little bit of help often goes a long way. So maybe for this room optimization, other people can do the same thing I'm doing and offer room optimization to a friend or family member. I recently have optimized the garage, kitchen, and my clothing, and it feels awesome. I have a pep in my step when things are organized. <laughs> Announcements. Welcome new listeners. Visit 3h2humans.org to read more about 3h2humans. All kinds of neat stuff on the website. It has not been updated a whole lot lately. So many other things keep popping up. There again with that element of time. If only I could build the time machine. <laughs> Check out Season 1, Episode 4, 10 List, Questions, Comments, and Answers to explore our first Q&A. This is an exciting episode. It was very charged. There was a lot going on at that time, back in 2015 when the show first aired. And the feedback I received was vastly different than I expected. I thought people would think I was awesome and consciousness is great and a worthy subject and oh I mean I in my head I imagined fireworks on the 4th of July <laughs> what happened was something very different with hindsight I learned if people didn't criticize me I wouldn't know my blind spots so to put that in a positive tense, because people criticize me, I'm able to recognize and repair blind spots. This is helpful. And this episode, season one, episode four, deals with many of those blind spots. So check that out. Want to play the Mystery Mindseed game and possibly record a show like Brian did in Season 3, Episode 7, this episode? <laughs> send an email to info at... Send an, e <laughs> send an email to info at 3h2humans.org if in the California Bay Area in March 2018. We will hard mail a free set of Mystery Mind Seed posters to several listeners. Simply request a set. Mustachio and I will be in the San Jose, Hayward, and San Leandro areas in March. If in these areas, shoot us an email. Let's chat <laughs> about Mystery Mind Seed posters. <laughs> 
Gratitude for those who support the show. So coming up is the recording with Brian from February 24th. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is Friday, February 23rd, 2018, here in radical Roseville, California. Mustachio and I are joined by our longtime friend, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello, everyone. How's it going today? <laughs> How are you doing on this fine day? I'm doing great. Been a great getaway weekend for me. Yeah? And the weekend continues. Yeah, I heard you uh, partied pretty hard last night here at the uh, I did go to <laughs> headquarters. Yes, it was great times. Night before that was a great time seeing a nationwide band, Black Label Society. And Adventures continues for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, and uh, this morning we had breakfast. You, me, and Brian, we went down to Mimosa House. Yes here in Roseville. What were your thoughts of the Mimosa House? A very nice uh, small to medium-sized diner. Seems like good quality fresh food and uh, lots of mimosas to choose from as we had several ourselves. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Which mimosa did you start off with? Red Sun. Traditional orange mimosa with a splash of cranberry. That one was tasty. I went with the El Dorado Hills, which was white grape and passion fruit. And it was tasty, but it really had that champagne kick to it. Really fruity for the white grapes. And for your meal, what, what did you have? Um, ordered huevos rancheros, but that's not what came out. <laughs> it was chili. Chili quiles. Chili quiles. But on second thought, I probably should have kept it because it looked like breakfast nachos, and who doesn't love nachos? Yeah, what's so funny about that is another breakfast place that you and I have both been to a couple times is Bill's Cafe in San Jose, and I order the chilaquiles when I go there. So it was kind of a strange mix-up mm -hmm. here in Roseville. But you ended up getting the huevos rancheros, and yes. that was pretty good. They were very good. Good. And I got the vegan burrito. Supreme, or no, the voluptuous vegan burrito. It had a funky name. It did. What was that? If only I took a picture of the receipt and I knew the name of it. <laughs> it was quite a large burrito, though. I'll tell you that much for a vegetarian burrito. <laughs> it, it was a vegan burrito, mm -hmm. which... We experienced a couple of weeks ago down at Moe's in downtown Campbell, where I ordered the mushroom burger and then got a meat patty. Yeah, I don't know how they messed up that bad. <laughs> the second mishap, I can understand. The first one, I cannot. And then the second mishap was there were pieces of shredded steak mixed in with the mushrooms. And oh, I thought it was bacon. No, it was steak. Oh. Yeah. That's a little rough. So I've been eating more vegan lately, just 
uh, cutting out all the meat, keeping the meat separate, announcing I do not want meat, and and it worked. This morning's breakfast was delicious. All right, so what we were thinking about doing today is opening up one of the mystery mind seed poster packets. Did you receive one of these mystery mind seed poster packets? I did about two to three years ago. It's been quite some time. I gotta say two to three years ago. And what did you think when you received the packet? At first of all, I did not know who they were from. So with a little investigative Googling, I figured them out who they came from after I've already opened them. The trinkets were a kind of a giveaway in the photos, but they were great. They're very nice, colorful photos. They have um, different messages on each one. And each message goes to a different person with different meanings. Depends on that person's train of thought and their position in life currently as they read them. It is neat to hear your perspective about this creative project, especially considering that you've known me for about 20 years. And in my early teens, I used to write poetry. And yes, you're published in a book. Yeah. <laughs> and that poetry was often kind of dark. And I would say not quite as joyful as my current work. True. Everyone goes through dark phases, you know, they embrace the goth and date people like Trent Reznor. <laughs> but like everything in life, people grow, people change, and that's just a, a phase of life. And so looking at my artistry from 20 years ago and looking at these mind mystery posters now, how do you feel they compare and contrast? Apples and oranges are, well, like you said, more positive, more colorful, not dark. But it's just the way they're constructed, a lot different. Um, these ones were, you know, done with different styles, like using dino label tape as font for the words versus being handwritten. But it also they had personal messages, semi-personal messages, handwritten on the back side of each picture. Ooh, you, you do remember that. What, what did you think of that personal touch of handwritten messages on the back? Well, it makes each photo or picture slide, as you will, dedicated or personalized to the individual that received them versus a generic person. Hmm. Someone you don't know, Joe Schmo off the street. Okay, well, are you ready to open up the packet and see which three random posters are in here? I am. And look at that, you come prepared, you have a pocket knife, you're ready to roll. All right, so what is the first one? It looks like a pier, probably the Seattle area. It looks dark and cold in the background with a tank trinket. A graduation trinket. Yeah. Completely different than a tank. <laughs> oh, yeah. should have read it first. <laughs> so graduation, January 1st, 23rd of 2012 to February 16th, 2012, 24 days. That's number one. What does it say on the bottom? Identify the footprints of the man. And how do you think that phrase relates to the photograph? That's a good question because on a pier you don't leave footprints. What was neat about how you said on a pier there are no footprints. Well, not like the sand. 
Well, what's ironic about that is Seattle traditionally doesn't receive snow, but my first year in Seattle was record-breaking snow. There was a couple feet of snow. And I had walked out on this pier when there was snow. And then the footprints were uh, in the snow. snow. And something that could be seen with the changing weather. Very nice. I didn't know Seattle didn't get snow. Traditionally, I think it's about every 10 years or so, something like that, it'll get a, a snowing, but it's not very common. On to the next one? Well, what about the back of that one? Oh. So we'll look at the front and the back. Whoa, the back is just as colorful as the front. It's a street scene, buildings in the background, park in the front, very um, urban with a bunch of big names, buildings, Fox, Spokesman's Review, Steam Plant. And on the park side, it's health, happy, and humble. The vegetarian garden. <laughs> and a frog. <laughs> to go with someone's tattoo. In the middle, giant tree, tree branch, and a small birdhouse, and a bluebird. What's funny about that picture is one of the beliefs that I held was that I couldn't draw, that I wasn't able to draw. And I became compelled to draw what was out my front window. So this is the view from my living room window when I lived on Bridge Street in Spokane. Across the street, there was major gentrification where empty lots were being built for new condos. So that's what's being represented by the nails? Yeah. And the house I lived in was built in the early 1900s. So it was almost a hundred years difference, one side of the street to the other. That's cool. Although I'm not a great artist, I feel like I was able to at least depict some sort of vision from the window. No, it's a very good illustration. It's very colorful. And in terms of drawing, are you much of a drawer? Nope. Do you ever feel compelled to draw? Closest to drawing would be architectural designs, but there's a ruler involved. And that's one of the reasons why I did this art project was to push me to draw, even though that's something I normally don't do. So that's what that poster is about from my perspective. Very nice. <laughs> Move on to the second one? Yes, what is the next one? A lake or pond. I guess it could be part of the ocean, I don't know. We go with a lake or pond. Very quiet, early morning type of photo with a pumpkin trinket with a lion sticking out of the top of it. It's very nice, calming photo. What does the phrase say? <laughs> this is your show, you're supposed to talk more. <laughs> the phrase existence is a sequence of riddles mounting in a complex after each is solved what do you think of that phrase after you solve one riddle another one shall appear day after day time after time do you feel that that's relatable oh life's totally a riddle it's all how you solve it or perceive the riddle to begin with 
or even just to solve the riddle to the next day. And just make sure that in between you have some fun somewhere. I think that's a great point, is that it's important to have fun in between each riddle. Agreed. We'll flip it over to the back. Not as colorful as the last one. It was written on March 21st of 2014 from Spokane, Washington. Next time a person asks, what are you doing? Reply, human. Constant variables during the Earth trip adventures. Once again, we have a frog. This time it's a rubber stamp frog. And the 3H2 humans logo and motto. So what do you think about that question? So it says, next time a person asks, what are you? Not to reply with an occupation. To reply, human. What do you think of that <laughs> as, a, as a thought? It's a little different. If you met some random person on the street and they asked, what are you? I mean, besides saying a carbon-based life form. <laughs> And what you do for a living pretty invoke a deep thought process at that point. Depends on the person. Everyone's going to say something different. What are you, Leonardo? I'm human. Aren't we all to a certain degree? But beyond human, what are you? An adventurer. See? There's more to it. That's a very great point, is that we are each unique and that there's something beyond being a carbon-based life form. What are you, Brian? Just a person riding the roller coaster of life <laughs> from one ride to the other. Just surviving, making things work, and looking for the next roller coaster to ride. Move oh. on to the third one, then? Yeah, what's the third one? It's multiple trinkets on a table. Almost like they're at a staff meeting. And the leader of the staff meeting is a pink bunny rabbit that's talking to Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> yes, Abraham Lincoln. Scarecrow? Yes, yeah. Frosty the Snowman. A little red boy? Cupid? Oh, is that what it is? It's a little hard to make out in the photo. Looks like a Christmas tree. Are you familiar with that Christmas tree? I thought it broke. It didn't break. Look at it. It's broken. <laughs> oh, that's right. It doesn't have the, the very top top. You were there when that trinket broke. Yes. I did not break it for the record. It was someone else. <laughs> then there's a gray... It just looks like an old man top hat. A leprechaun? Shouldn't he be green? He is green. That's gray. And a <laughs> brown chicken. Rooster, maybe. Which is also known as a turkey. Okay. Those, uh, the majority of those trinkets, or let's see, um, all of those trinkets are from the calendar series of the red rose trinkets. So it's like fall, winter, Valentine's Day, Christmas. Easter. Uh, yes, Easter, President's Day, Thanksgiving, and... Uh, St. Patrick's Day. They're all holidays. Isn't that kind of crazy? It is. All of those are American holidays represented by red rose trinkets. 
St. Patrick's Day is not an American holiday. We just celebrate it. I think it's been Americanized here. Oh, it's been very Americanized. <laughs> you can buy American beer that says Happy St. Patrick's Day. Huh? You've definitely Americanized it. There's no argument with that one. So, it says, Discover the army of infinite possibilities. As the bunny rabbit gives its speech to its army for the seasons of the year. Yeah, what do you think about that phrase? Discover the army of infinite possibility. Well, infinite possibility means it's open to anything you want. Discover an army means you need multiple people to help you discover an infinite possibility or create an army of ideas at least. (laughs) Put me on the spot here. You have to edit that part out. Flip it over to the back side? Yeah, let's see what's on the back. More words of inspirational with the giant sun in the corner. Where will you rank with an upside down question mark? This was on March 19th, 2014 from Spokane, Washington. Although this was created many moons ago, now is the time to watch the flowers. Then a little box, this is buy fresh produce and foods. Healthy, clean foods in one week can change. Will uh, one week will change and make take or take place? <laughs> Wait, just start at the very beginning. beginning. <laughs> in a little box, buy fresh produce and foods. Healthy, clean foods in one week, a change will take place. Once again, we have our rubber stamp frogged. This time, colorized a little more blue and purple. Aim high. <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to say something after like I read these things to get the, the show going or ask a question. No, but this is your thoughts. I, I already know my thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. Of course they're your thoughts. You wrote these. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? <laughs> Fresh produce is always nice to have. Yeah? Are you a fan of that? Oh, yeah. Smoked and barbecued asparagus is really good. Along with other things that you could throw in the barbecue. Barbecued vegetables are always good. Even deep fried ones. I'm not a big fan of fried food. Enjoy the things around you. Watch them grow. Yeah, and what's underneath that? See the... I don't know. Funky font. G-R-O-K-I. Uh, grow. W. Yes, little poem. Although this was created many moons ago... Now is the time to watch the flowers grow. It's like an incantation. So what would you say was created many moons ago, but now you're able to watch the flowers grow? You're able to reap the benefits of something you did a long time ago. Personally? Mm -hmm. Friendship's always one thing you can start and watch it grow. That always takes many shapes and forms, positive and negative. Even a simple tree that you planted that you're fond of in your backyard is the simpler explanation. A child you had, dog you got as a puppy. What about for you personally, though? What's your flower that you get to see bloom today? Shit, I don't know. (laughs) Um... 
I don't know, it's always nice to watch my friends' kids grow up that I've been involved with in their life. I didn't create them, but I like to think I somehow shaped them in some shape or form, personality-wise, life goals, whatever. And what about with your career? You're doing some big career changes. I am making a huge career change. Changing jobs after 17 years in the custom automotive industry to a big high-tech production automotive company. And do you feel like that's a flower that you get to see bloom to be able to have that opportunity to work for a genius? (laughs) Well, it's the start of a new flower to watch where I go within the company. I guess as one flower dies, you plant another one by leaving one company just to go to another. (laughs) You thought I was awkward making an audio thing. Watch me when the video camera's on. (laughs) You have to edit that part out. (laughs) All right, well, do you have... uh... Any other tidbits or anything knowing the inside of 3H2 humans and all that is Leonardo? Do you have any any sprinkles of thoughts you would like to sprinkle? I don't know. She's doing a pretty good, damn good job on her own with her own thought process and her random guests that always have insightful information. It's her flower. We'll see how she waters it and makes it grow. Good. That's good. You are a listener of the show, Yes, I am. Okay. What are some of your thoughts about being a listener of the show? Oh, it's great. It's insightful. I always listen to it when I'm on longer than an hour drive somewhere, so it's nice just to put it on in between some music. And then plus, I don't get to see my friend Leonardo all the time, so I get to hear her voice. But she recently moved back to California, so I'll get to see her more. So that's good. You get the 3H2 humans blast of awesome in person. Yeah, it's like a personal audio blog of what's going on with her life, and I get to hear it. (laughs) And then I'll send her a text message later. (laughs) And uh, it seems like you and Brian get along pretty well. Yeah, we're basically the same guy, except one's (laughs) a lot, lot taller. Yeah, I think it's kind of neat. I think... uh, I found a pretty good good guy here with uh, that one. I wouldn't use the word pretty good. I would use an excellent, caring gentleman you found. I've trained him well. <laughs> Note for the record, men are not like dogs that don't need to be trained. Encouraged and guided <laughs> or welcomed. Note for the record, I disagree. Men are very similar to animals and do require strict regiments of training and treats (laughs) and positive reinforcement yes all right so i guess that wraps it up for today brian mustachio and i would like to wish everyone health happiness and a humble perspective diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow Enjoy.